So this is Angie Meadows. And William. And this is The Rock of Recovery. Today we're working through the relationship addiction book. Um, We've got anxiety, torment, trauma, spirit and soul disconnect, uh, detachment, and now we have a relationship addiction book. So all of these books come to are going to be in a compilation and come together as one. We also have a book um, where you can evaluate whether or not you can bring somebody home from prison or somebody home from a sober living and whether or not you have the resources to be able to handle that in the emotional skills with a third-party evaluator. So those are the things we've got going. We've got some several Bible studies going. We've got several enabler books going. We've got our podcast. So uh, keep following us. We'll, we'll keep growing. We're going to uh, start doing YouTube soon. And um, we're going to just keep teaching through this stuff so people can learn how to uh, recover, how to own their own selves. So kick us off, Will. Uh, Lesson nine, distance evaluator. Painful relationships need distance to bring peace and perspective. So if your relationships are painful, um, all or nothing is probably not of the Lord. Uh, you know, sometimes we, but we, sometimes they're so painful we can't sit there. We're, we're just going to get run over. So we got to move in and out. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So work on the introduction. When we are entangled in a relationship with active addiction or enabling behaviors, think about space and distance. Move back to a safe and comfortable level. If the relationship is still causing stress and anxiety, move back further. Hmm. Your inner circle should be reserved for people who have earned the right to be there. Oh, I love that. If this relationship is causing stress, move back further. If it's giving you anxiety, if you're waking up in the middle of the night, rationalizing with an irrational person, just step back from this relationship a bit. Uh, protect your heart a little more. And that inner circle, your your Peter, James, and John, those need to be for people that are really have earned the right to be there. The purpose of distance is to bring peace and allow perspective. This lets you focus on others who want and need your help. You must also discern if this person will accept correction or if this is an abusive person entrenched in demanding their own way. Okay, so sometimes uh, I'm pretty gentle and I get run over. But if I'm pretty gentle, I get nurtured. So I have to move into the relationship slowly enough to realize, okay, is this person going to take my goodness and become entitled, or is this person going to take my goodness and be good back? Is that, is that um, going to be a healthy relationship for me? So the levels of involvement that we're going to talk about is no contact, where you back off from this relationship for a little while, uh, letters and cards is the next level. The next level would be text, emails only. The next level would be moving in and out of the relationship. Um, Move in, move out, move in, move out. Not a consistent, maybe once a month, once every two or three months, but you know, they haven't earned the right to have those. The next level, which is frequent interactions. And the top level would be trust, respect, and love. That would be your, your best your best friends. So what does no contact look like? When a person with abusive behavior is blaming everyone else for their problems and refusing personal responsibility, 
they need the space to sit with the consequences of their own decisions. This will look like this will look different in different situations. It also may be temporary. It could last a few hours, days, or even to last a year or more. Always receive counseling or group support at this level. Mm-hmm. Always establish accountability and relationship rules before re-entering this relationship. Okay, now if you talk to me that way, I'm going to back up for another week. If you call me when you're intoxicated, I'm blocking you for three days. You know, give some boundaries there. Uh, give them some ability to come back. You know, can't be a no contact. You're never coming back. Um, you know, give them some space there, but a boundary. If they are lying, stealing, manipulating, bullying, or will not listen to reason, you need space to heal. When people are doing this, well, uh, it, it hurts me if I let them keep doing it. Yes. And so I can't heal and find me. I get um, I get into too much suffering trying to fix them. So every time I open my mouth, it's they said, he said, they they need me to do this, they need that. They're but. It, you know, what they're telling me isn't correct. They're just telling me what I want to hear or throwing me a bone to get me back on the hook to take care of their problems. So I need to be giving them back their problems. A key to the necessities of this measure being exercised is when the relationship has turned to total torment. Oh, wow. When it's tormenting you and you stuck in this loop of, oh, my gosh, how am I going to deal with this? Um, and you can't think anything else except for what verbal abuse they just gave you it is total torment god's hand is off this relationship you've got to step back you can't think of anything else and it wakes you up at night with fear anxiety or misery for your own safety and sanity creates distance and space for yourself to heal Mm -hmm. so the the theme here is for me to heal for me to become more of a mature person so that I can have healthy relationships. Because if I have one or two broken, toxic relationships and I am stuck ruminating on this, I will run off every healthy person in my life and those will, these will be the only people left. If this has been a toxic, unhealthy lover or a relationship with previous domestic violence and now you are obsessing over them, this is called limerence. Limerence is a clear sign of a relationship built on a trauma bond. No contact is best is the best option for you to heal. All contact, if necessary, should include a third party. So if you have an ex-spouse and you still have to have contact with them, but they're very volatile and they're always accusing and blaming, you need to have a third party involved. Okay, so the next level of um, distance would be letters and cards. This is a space where the relationship is valuable and you would like to keep the door open for further healing. Or reconciliation isn't likely, but you would like to show continued love and support without enabling or being wounded physically or emotionally. So if you have a parent, if you have a grandparent that's extremely toxic and every time you move into Um, have a friendship or relationship with them they just give you your problems they abuse you they flip your words they triangulate family members against you Uh, you you still they're your parents you still want to honor what's honorable about them but you don't want to give them that much access to you so it may be letters and cards so that they know that you have not abandoned them now the next level would be text messages and emails only some loved ones caught in addiction and enablers are so Rela- relational relational dependent 
that there is constant compulsive enabling in the relationship for your sake distance is needed but you may not be able to completely let go so if you're a person if you're a a grandparent a mother and you have a child calling you now this could be a 30 year old child but they're calling you and they're giving you their problems okay the electric bills do um you know but they just told you they went out for a 200 dollars meal you know a few days before but the electric is being cut off it's important not for you because <laughs> most enablers will just say oh let me help you and then you'll be the one suffering without grocery money so it's important to just go ahead and let them learn now because yes. one of these days you're not going to be here to lift them up to keep paying their bills so just go ahead and let them learn now how to, to budget their money you may even help them get a financial budgeting class if you must communicate include a non-emotional third party in all your communications the third party needs to be needs to have your best interest at heart to prevent you from being sucked in which is called hoovering Hoovering. so my husband used to stand behind me and go like like a a, a sweeper and i knew that oh 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 I'm being sucked in. Okay, gotta go. (laughs) 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 So sometimes you don't need to tell them why you gotta go. If you recognize you're being hoovered, you're being sucked in, just make an excuse and get off that phone. (laughs) As soon as you are sucked back in, the mistreat starts again. The mistreatment, yeah. So if this has happened repetitively, write down this cycle. If this is causing uh, conflict in your Uh, stable relationships they're trying to protect you if you are relationally addicted to the person and have a strong empath muscle you will not be able to communicate with this person without the cycle of abuse starting again yeah so the key is is if you're very empathetic you're going to draw in people who are takers and user users particularly those in active addiction because you're an easy target so you've got to get a stronger person that's emotionally distanced from this person that will make the best decision for you and turn those decisions over to someone else the cycle begins with love bombing to pull you back in with unrealistic promises this is called future faking yeah they're going to say well tomorrow i'll pay you back well next week i've got this job well i've got it and you you know you want their future to be good as as parents and grandparents we often keep standing people up and dusting them off and it doesn't work in addiction does it will no (laughs) sometimes you gotta let them fall and if they get arrested sometimes you gotta let them sit there you can't bail them out they they need to sober up a bit and then you could go before the judge and get them in a a detox or a rehab or somewhere where they can get treatment but if you get them out now the cycle begins and you're responsible for all their needs before that court date so the next level is moving in and out of relationship this space is for is for a person who is learning to manage their own emotions Mm -hmm. anyone who reacts responds or makes decisions based upon emotions needs a strong dependable loved one to say you may not engage until you may not engage me until you have worked through some of these intense emotions then we can talk oh wow that's going to take some strong boundaries isn't it that's going to take okay i'm walking away i'll be back in an hour okay I'm hanging up. I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> and it takes some time to train a person who's very volatile to respect these boundaries. And so you have to empower yourself that you have the ability to walk away and the ability to hang up the phone. Sometimes. Exaggerated. 
sometimes exaggerated emotions are justified and they need to talk through the confusion of the day. But if the emotions are being used to violate the trust in the relationship or build a case to manipulate others emotionally, blame or make excuses, there needs to be distance. Yeah, so if somebody's got a lot of exaggerated emotions, I can sit there with them. But if they're projecting that at me and attacking me, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get a handle on these emotions before you come back. Okay, the last one. Detaching emotionally and letting go of outcomes is a process in our healing journey. To let go of the outcomes, Will? Ouch. (laughs) That's hard for a little fixer to do. (laughs) And I'm a little fixer. So to let go of the outcome and say, Lord, I give this to you. And to really be able to sit with, okay, well, what if that happens? Well, what if that happens? Well, what if that happens? Well, what if they die? Well, what if they let go of the outcomes? Mm-hmm. Um, if you are not making the decisions for them and they're making decisions that are irresponsible, you cannot keep usurping the consequences to those or they won't learn. So now the next level of um, relationship interactions is frequent interactions. This is a space for loved ones who are finding their recovery path in life. They need encouragement and emotional support and direction, but also need the space to build self-confidence. This will be reserved for those who are accepting responsibility for their past actions and making restitution and doing the work to grow with support groups and accountability. Their words and actions will will match. This is key. Are they doing and saying the right thing? Or are they just saying it and then you look back and they didn't do it? this turning them back to their selves so that they can learn to stand on their own two feet is really important too. Uh, not where you abandon them and just push them away and say you got to do it all on your own. Uh, that don't work when they're in early recovery because they can't. You know they can't get down there to get their license. They can't get their birth certificate. They're so you know they need that one step of help. But you need to see. You need to help them when their words and their actions match. Yes. And when they're actively sober, and we have lessons on what active versus passive sobriety looks like on the podcast. In this space, we will see our loved ones reach out to counselors, sponsors, and valuable mentors to develop our healthy relationship. Yeah, so they're going to be developing other healthy relationships. They're going to be having support groups. They're going to be having friends in recovery. Um, They're not going to be hanging out with the same people that led them down toxic paths before. And you're going to see this change in them. And if you don't see this change, if you just see them going around the circle over and over again, you got to step back. you got to give them some, okay, now here's where you need to go for help. Here's where you can go for the food pantry. Here's where you can go to detox, to rehab, you know, do some research, hand them some phone numbers, and leave that responsibility to them. So the final level, the highest level, is trust, respect, and love. Do not allow anyone in your inner circle who cannot be fully trusted. Mm. Do not allow anyone in your inner circle who does not respect your opinions, decisions, and boundaries. Do not give your love away to somebody who will trample it and abuse you. Hmm. I think that's a principle. Don't put your pearls before swine. So as I learn to trust people and start building relationships, I I want them to tell me no. 
I want them to express their voice, especially if they're very timid and have been pushed around. I want them to say, no, that don't feel right, or no, I'm not ready there. Um, I want them to have their own voice, to know what's right for them, to think things through. Um, I don't want to be totally telling them what to do, because what are they going to do when they step away from me and I'm not there? How are they going to turn all their trust to me and not learn to take that trust and trust themselves? So distance yourself emotionally from anybody who's unteachable or refusing to change and then move towards people who are respecting your opinions, your decisions, your boundaries, and letting you say no. So here's the exercise, and you read and then I'll read the scripture. Distance yourself from those lives are disorderly. That you withdraw yourself from every person that walks disorderly in First Thessalonians 4, 6. Number two. Do not worry about another adult's self-imposed problems. It will only bring you suffering. Mind your own business. You should mind your own business and work with your hands so you won't be dependent upon anybody. First Thessalonians 4, 11b through 12b. Number three. Work on being quiet inside your heart and find work you enjoy. And to make your ambition to lead a quiet life, First Thessalonians 4.11. If I let people come in consistently with their confusion, my life's not going to be quiet. So I need to value my the quiet, peaceful life that I have. Number four. Take notice of the person who is willful, wayward, and unruly, and distance yourself from them that they may desire to correct themselves. Warn a divisive person once, and then warn them a second time. After that, have nothing to do with them. Titus 3.10. I tell you, I need to work on this, because sometimes I warn them 10 times. <laughs> sometimes it's not once or twice. Sometimes it's 10 times before I back off. Number five. Do not count this person as an enemy, but as a loved one who needs to be corrected and held accountable. Hmm. If any man obeys not our word by this epistle, note that man and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Second Thessalonians three, fourteen and 15. Number six. Do not allow your thoughts to be consumed with the consequences of other choices. Think about the situation for five minutes. If it isn't your problem and there is no power in your hands to stop or change the behavior that keeps causing the the problem, push it out of your mind and enjoy your day. So a lot of times, well, I can fix, manage, and control the circumstances, the consequences to the circumstance, but if the person keeps doing it, I can't control that, and so they don't, they're not really sorry for uh, the behavior, they're sorry for the consequence. So you have to use discernment to understand that, oh, wow, they're really grieving and crying for the behavior. Help me change. Help me stop this. Help me put boundaries up with myself. Uh, give me some accountability here. But if they're just crying, look, I'm losing this. I've got this fee. I've got this fine. And they didn't address what's causing that consistently. You're the one that's going to get the consequence if you keep coming in and rescuing. So here's a tip. I literally set a timer for five minutes. After five minutes, I stopped thinking about the problem, detach, and let it go. Letting other adults handle their own problems or consequences to their poor choices is emotionally maturity for you and them. Yeah, so let others grow up. Let them uh, become emotionally mature. So here's the application. With the distance evaluation, do we need relationship and a, a, a distance 
and ask yourself these questions. Number one. Does this person attempt to control your thoughts? Hmm. They tell me what I'm supposed to be thinking. Number two. Does this person dominate or regulate my actions? Hmm. Number three. Is there a repeat pattern of abuse? Sometimes we need to call it abuse, Will. If you don't call this dominance and control, particularly over you financially, over your uh, movement and where you're going and who you're talking to, if you don't call that abuse, you don't recognize it as abuse. You, you think it might be loyalty. Mm-hmm. So if you can name it as abuse, you'll realize that, oh, this is not being loyal to them. This is sitting here taking their abuse. Okay, number four. Does this person attempt to make themselves financially dependent on me or make me dependent upon them? Mm, five. Does this person have constant excuses for why they can't work or keep a job? Number six. Are they irresponsible, poor work ethic, poor student, poor delinquent, uh, delinquent on child support, etc.? Seven. Does this overspend? Do they overspend on eating out, cigarettes, vape, entertainment? Yeah, so these are luxuries. And if they're not paying their bills, but they've got cigarettes, vapes, and entertainment, then they want you to pay their bills. They need to readjust their lifestyle. Number eight. Do they have poor money management skills? I've seen that a lot. Number nine. Does their money disappear every day? Fee, fine, robbery, suspicious expenses? (laughs) And it just got washed and it's gone. It, it, it got lost, and, and it got stolen. And number 10. Does this person lie to me? Sometimes they're lying to you, but they're so volatile that you're not calling them out on it. So if people are in front of you lying, and you don't have the relationship, and they don't have the emotional stability for you to correct them, I need you to back up. I need you to step back and um, not let them continue to lie to you and get away with it. Number 11. Are others who love me concerned about my over-involvement with this person? Number 12. Do they flatter me and smile to get my devotion? Yeah, number 13. Do they play the victim and act helpless and come to me for deliverance? Number 14. Most importantly, am I free to say no? to them without repercussions. So if I say no to somebody and all of a sudden they get violently angry, they get vicious and they start name-calling and flipping my words and bringing up my past and accusing me and maybe even go all the way around to, well, I just won't speak to you no more, which is what I call like relationship suicide. It's all manipulation game. So you, this, you're being um, victimized. You're being abused. You've got to step back. So could it possibly be this person's manipulation is steeped in mind control? We talk about mind control in the trauma book. This means you have lost your identity and are now being controlled by fear or by other strong emotions. So if you have a lot of fear, a lot of exaggerated strong emotions about your loved ones, uh, you need to step back and build your own identity. Do you believe the false promises of a future of peace and love if you just do one more thing, but the one more thing comes like once a week or twice a week? Do they flip your words and you say, and you have said things that you and they say things that you didn't say, do they assume your motives are selfish? Are they accusing you of being selfish because you won't help them when they've squandered what they do have? When you are free from a toxic relationship, stand steadfast and do not be entangled again with them. Toxic relationships make toxic relationships makes 
you captive in the bondage of confusion. Hmm, Galatians 5.1. So if this relationship has a lot of confusion, a lot of suffering, I want you to step back from it. Now, what would it look like if you step back and now you've got a little space, you've got a little breathing room, and they come back and throw you a bone? <laughs> Does your loved one's does your loved one throw you a bone? <laughs> yep. Watch for this. Watch for these subtle techniques of manipulation which keep you coming back. The bone is a pretense action or statement to give you the love, respect, and comfort you deserve. Yeah, the words are going to be right, but the actions are not going to be working. So watch out. Once you take this bait, you will be entangled again in their game, and the manipul- manipulative rebel reappears. It is important to see their actions and discern their motives and not listen to cheap words. Trauma bonds form in a sick cycle of push-pull from an abandonment-neglect cycle, usually from childhood trauma. Start making mental notes of the unhealthy cycle in the relationship. So if there's something that you've done in the past, uh, maybe this is your child and there was a divorce and you you feel guilty, so now you keep going back and you keep going back and you keep going, but they're abusing you they're financially, emotionally. Um, you know, there's got to be a certain time that you're like, okay, I have made enough restitution. You're, you need to stand on your own two feet. And little by little, start giving him back these responsibilities. So let's look at the subtle tricks of a chameleon. Now, a chameleon is a, a little animal. He can, if he's on a green leaf, he'll turn green. If he's on a brown branch, he'll turn brown. <laughs> he's going to um, uh, really just mimic whatever he's with. This person is an opportunist. They use a different bone by being a different chameleon with every new opportunity. Chameleons can change colors to match the environment. When he is with you, a police officer, they identify with them by becoming an informant. Mm-hmm. A grandfather, they act like helpless 16-year-old victims. With their Christian aunt, they quote scriptures and pretend to be covered, converted. converted. Yeah. Drug dealers, they dep- they pretend to be bully and a thug. A lover will uh, vacillate. vacillate between intense loving passion and physical and verbal dominance. Wow. Verbal dominance is where a person repeats themselves continually louder and longer to force their sick reality onto another. A bully victim game, well, they bully, it will, a bully will bully you with dominance tactics and then play a victim with others to get sympathy just about the time you're sick of their bullying well they become a victim and now you've got the victim bully game it it flips now they play the victim with you to hook back in your sympathy and to suck you into agreeing with them and meeting their needs and then they go bully another immediately after this next they play the victim with you again so watch for these bully victim victim bully cycles so what's the principle Painful relationships need distance to bring peace and perspective. So if your relationships are not easy, if they're not carefree, I like a carefree relationship. I don't have to be thinking constantly about what they're going to be thinking about what I'm saying. I can just be silly and playful, and if it comes out wrong, they know my motive was not was not to hurt anybody, and we can just... Uh, work it out. And so I need you to have safe, easy relationships. And the painful relationships in your life, they need this distance. So in conclusion. 
my motto here is do not feed the bears <laughs> don't feed them bears <laughs> when a bear approaches a car and acts sweet to get food he will become aggressive when your food runs out and you have no have to say no a person with severe relational addiction behaviors can be the same way they may appear sweet innocent and hungry but if you consistently give emotionally physically sexually financially to one that is relationally toxic they will expect it expect to be bullied when you have to say no to their demands to preserve yourself now we talked this morning will and i did about having a no muscle strengthening your no muscle and having a little bit of a stubborn hard heart not a hard heart of of isolation or, or um, where you're hard-hearted, but a, a little bit of a firmness there where you can't be abused, where you're just literally having a little wall of anger. But it's a healthy anger to protect yourself, not to hurt somebody else, not to f- accuse anybody else justly or falsely or anything like that. It's just a good, solid boundary. And sometimes I have to get mad, well, in order to protect myself. Sometimes I just have to get a little, you're not going to do that me that way no more. <laughs> so expect to be bullied if you say no to the demands of a person who's manipulative. So in conclusion. The root of the problem is a lack of personal identity and accountability. Mm, there's where I need to work, right? Yes. Yes. The emotional immature individual has not developed a strong sense of self and personal boundaries usually because of childhood trauma or neglect and or or because of a divorce or because of things that happened you had to put them in daycare you had to go to work you feel like things should have been differently you feel like maybe they've been sick or maybe this has happened or that has happened so you'll know it because you're sitting there making excuses for them therefore whoever is the object of obsession becomes our new identity and we will become intensely involved in each other's life in a pleasant way at first, and then it, then in a dominant and controlling way. Because we lack identity and secure attachments, we tend to consume and control others. So it's very important to have your own identity. And there, one of the chapters in this book is on identity. So Lord, help me to build a strong and safe identity in you. Let me find healthy, vibrant relationships that I can enjoy. Help me to set strong boundaries and move in and out of toxic relationships at a level that is safe for me. Guard me and keep me in your love. Amen. Amen. And amen. And this is Angie Meadows. And Will. And we love you.